All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping get up to 60 percent off during burrow's memorial day sale at burrow.com slash acast that's burrow.com slash acast Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Presented by Botano, it's a Tuesday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga and former NHL netminder Carter Hutton once again with you. Jay Rosehill back on Tuesday. What's up, Carter? We got our Stanley Cup final. It is now set. It's the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Can you believe that? Hopefully, hopefully everyone watching picked Vegas because you're bet. And uh, we kind of got the tail of Ottinger. You know, he was hot and cold all series. And again, Vegas just was too overwhelming. I think they're just too deep. And it's going to be a one heck of a final, that's for sure. Yeah, that's the best part of this story for me is I like first-time winners. So for the first time since 2018, ironically enough, when we had Vegas and Washington square off in the Stanley Cup final, it's going to be two teams that haven't won the Stanley Cup before in the form of Florida and, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. But to me, it's just the fact that Vegas is making this thing look so easy. Like, they keep getting back at the conference finals. Now they're in the Stanley Cup final. And the big story for me, and it's perfect since you're here, Aiden Hill, dude. Nobody in their right mind could have expected NHL journeyman Aiden Hill uh, to make an appearance first and foremost, but number two, play the way he has. Two shutties in the Western Conference Final. Yeah, it's impressive. And, uh, you know, he's always kind of been one of those hot and cold guys, but he has really found his game here. And, you know, a big guy, you know, it fills a lot of net. And But I think he simplified things a lot, like watching him play a little more here. When he was in Arizona, he had a lot of good games, but it was, it was one of those things where he could never really string it together. And, 
he's obviously been putting the work in and they have a lot of depth at goaltending and, you know, he gets the opportunity now and he's punching his ticket. He's playing really good. And, you know, this is something that uh, they can definitely ride that wave. It's going to be one hell of a matchup here in the final, that's for sure. How would you handicap that goaltending matchup before we move on? Sergei Bobrovsky, I think the front runner right now as we have this conversation for the Conn Smythe Trophy taking on Aiden Hill. I, you know, I obviously got to go with Bob, right? He just has that experience. And, you know, obviously, granted, you know, he's been there longer. And it's one of those things. He's so hot right now. It's good. But Vegas has been giving up a lot. And, you know, still giving up a lot of chances. And Aiden's been dialed in. It seems like even his interview last night, he seemed so calm and just focused. And it's one of those things that I, I believe it's, it's going to be a real battle. And it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It's definitely going to be a lot more of a grind, that's for sure. Lots ahead on today's show, including our feature presentation, hockey YouTuber Steve Dangle Podcast Network, uh, runner of everything, pretty much the president. Steve Dangle, hopping on in about 10 minutes or so from now. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. We'll pop up. And again, at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, just looking at the chat right now, a lot of you piping in already. Great to hear the audio is doing great for today's show, but drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to it a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. So, Carter, the news coming down maybe uh, 20 minutes or so before we came on the air at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on this Tuesday. Sounds like the announcement of the hiring is imminent for Spencer Carberry, of course, the uh, now former Leafs assistant coach, Sounds like he's going back to Washington, which makes a lot of sense to be the first time NHL coach in his uh, career. Of course, he's got a lot of coaching experience and a lot of experience with the Washington Capitals organization. He coached ECHL South Carolina, AHL Hershey. And quite frankly, I love when guys get the opportunity, finally get the opportunity, because I do think a lot of guys are recycled. Like Peter Laviolette's going on his fifth Metro Division team. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's sometimes it's it, it gets a bit annoying when you're like, you know, you just see these oh. coaches pop up again and again and again. And then you finally get someone who gets a chance to be the head guy in the NHL. And I think there's that familiarity with a lot of those players. You know, he spent a lot of time in Hershey and South Carolina. He's been in the system. He understands how the organization runs. And there's obviously that, which is great. And you see the productivity he's done with Toronto, you know, running the power play and managing these star players. You go to Washington and, and you're getting those star players right back, right? They have a lot of guys that are a little long in the tooth that are still an unbelievable offensively gifted team. And he's going to fit right in. It's going to be exciting to see what he, do and what he can do. And my time in Toronto, he was always so nice to me and great. And, and he's such a good person. I'm excited for him. And, uh, you know, it's a huge opportunity. But it, it definitely leaves a hole in the Leafs uh, coaching staff. Yeah, right away when this news went down, I couldn't help but think of Bruce Boudreaux, who's ran a power play in his career once or twice, known for his offense. I do think this could be like the perfect fit, taking nothing away from Spencer Carberry. But like even, you know, Manny Malhotra, when he had a shot at this power play, was really, really successful. And again, I'm taking nothing away from the job Carberry did. There's a reason why the least power play was outstanding the last couple of years. Um, but I, I think a fresh voice could be beneficial. I don't know if it's going to be Boudreaux, but I'm certainly vouching for a guy like Boudreau, um, do you do you like that fit? You know, a guy like Gabby coming into the mix, a former NHL head coach. Maybe he's got the opportunity to be a coach again in, in this league, but potentially to run this power play. Yeah, maybe you know that experience too, right? He's been around the league for a long time, and especially behind the bench, right? Like you have Maholtra, you have Keith, who still isn't you know as long as much of a veteran, but maybe there's some different yeah. takes that he's going to have and some experience managing 
you know, he's managed older players, newer players and different elements. And he's been through a lot pressure season and seasons where you've done well, played bad. He's kind of seen it all. So you have that to rely on even for Keith, which could, could have a big effect. And, you know, his resume doesn't lie. He's, he's a lot of success. And, you know, he's one of those guys, like, I think he's loved by most teams he coaches for from what I've heard. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a character, but he, he knows his game and, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be really exciting. I think the fans would definitely embrace him. And most importantly, a frequent visitor to Leafs Morning Take. We love Gabby Boudreau on this show. Uh, what's your take as a uh, as a former goalie in this league to the Leafs uh, power play? Because, uh, you know, the big story around these parts has been how great and successful they are in the regular season. Then it gets to the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's uh, it's a whole different ball game. They were two for 11, by the way, in that Florida series this year. Uh, you know, it's, it's just the playoffs, the time and space just disappears. You know, I part of me is like gets frustrated by it because you go through the regular season and you have more freedom you have there's more space where all of a sudden now the playoffs start and the game changes right we talk about different players that are better in the playoffs where sometimes it's frustrating in the sense of now you have to change your game because you're playing in the playoffs which always seems like bs because you have the refs calling it differently things are not getting called unless it's like a blatant scoring chance so now you have these skilled players where we want to promote the game we want matthews we want marner we want neil these high-end plays all of a sudden we just want to chucks in front of the net grinding it out so i always find that a bit of a gray area especially as like managing a team and a power play how do we get ourselves ready to be successful in the regular season and then transition into the playoffs so it's it's definitely one of those areas i think we need to find some common ground between playoffs and regular season, especially if we want to promote the game with these high-end players, which at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. Yeah, and to me, I think the the one thing I would try is having different looks when it comes to the zone entries. Like, we all know what's going to happen. They're popping it back to Marner. They're popping it back to Matthews. One guy's going to take it, one's not, or they're going to pass it back and forth and gain the blue line. And then when they do get in, I think it's important to have different looks, but again, easier said than done. You even look at a team like Edmonton, who is just so unbelievable. Like they're generational on the power play. And it just shows you the margin for error razor thin in the Stanley cup playoffs. So we'll see what comes to fruition there. That is the latest Spencer Carberry Leafs assistant. Sounds like he is bound for Washington to be their head coach. Meantime, July one, um, Leafs fans know that all too well. The clock is ticking towards then a couple, no movement clauses kick in. Most importantly, Austin Matthews, which would bring him one year away from UFA status. And from all reports, and again, nobody knows truly but Austin Matthews and maybe his representation. But it sounds like he's not. If he does sign an extension, it's not going to happen on July 1. That shouldn't shock people. We sort of went through this to an extent in the NHL world with Nathan McKinnon last year and David Pasternak. Like, it happens. But what would your level of concern be if you get to July 1 and one way or another, you really don't know what way Matthews is leaning here? Well, I, I think it's going to grow. You know, it's just going to keep growing, growing every day that goes by, especially past July 1st, if they don't get it done. We understand that there's a lot of pressure that it doesn't get done. You talk about those big players not getting their deals done early. But, you know, he has been so vocal about commit, being committed to Toronto and he's there to win a cup and he wants to be committed to it. So as a fan, you know, you take him at his word, right? He's been he's been all in and he's done everything he can to help this team win. But at some point, there needs to be maybe some silence broke about him you know, wanting to still be here. And, you know, I feel like it's always one of those things they, they don't expose a lot at the end of the year when they're asked about it. Um, but I think at this point, as time continues on, there needs to be worry, you know, and it, it's his commitment to Toronto. And if he doesn't get a deal done, like, oh God, you know, if he ends up, you know, wasting away and, and going to UFA, uh, you know, he's going to burn a bridge. And this is definitely uh, not a city or a country you want to do that to uh, in that sense. 
No, and ultimately, Hudson, I think it comes <laughs> down to trust. Uh, it, it really, really comes down to trust. Like, I think obviously the new GM, Brennan Shanahan and company, will talk to Austin Matthews and be like, dude, like, what are you doing? Or, you know, are you serious about re-signing here? If it doesn't happen on July 1, um, are you ready to make a commitment at some point in time this offseason? If there's any hesitation, like I hate to say it in everything you just referenced, there is no way you can enter Austin Matthews' walk year and he dictates everything because he's got the no movement clause and potentially lose this guy for nothing. In my world, it just doesn't work that way. So if there's slight hesitation or there's zero commitment, I think you have to do the unthinkable and look at swapping this guy and trading this guy. And I would think the new GM, everybody involved, would have a plan in place if Matthews elects to leave. I would hope so at least uh, because uh, never say never in this NHL world. But that's my fascination is like, if he doesn't commit or doesn't tell them he's he's committing, I know in the media the last couple of weeks he said that specifically when the season concluded he wants to stay a member of the Maple Leafs. But you cannot run the risk. I mean, just look at what's happening in Calgary. You can't run the risk of Matthews leaving for nothing. He's just too important to you. No, it's it's true. And even if it does pass July first, I feel like you need to set these with other GMs, big market teams. Right? He's not going to Columbus. He's not going to a team that isn't. A big market. You know, you need to be talking to LA. You need to know like where he wants to go. Of course, he has a no movement clause, but just in case, get some teams on your radar that would potentially want to make a deal with you for Austin Matthews and have that in place. I feel like you need to have a plan B because we've seen it before. And, you know, I even, I feel like watching Ryan Suter every time when he's in Nashville getting booed every single time. He, Austin Matthews, yeah. not Ryan Suter, but he was a star. Screwed him over, getting booed every time he's on the ice in mini. Does Austin Matthew, he has like this legacy already built in Toronto. This is totally going to ruin it. But he can still save face if it, if it goes about it the right way. And I feel like that's got to be more important. I understand he's going to make a lot of money. He has a lot of money. At the end of the day, sometimes that legacy is just as important. So uh, we'll see what happens. I Hopefully they play this right. And you played at that barn most more times than not, there is not a pulse in that building for a Maple Leafs game. And I could only wonder if Austin Matthews left and returned, what the atmosphere would be like at Scotiabank Arena. But I don't even want to think about that. Let's bring in today's guest, a hockey YouTuber from the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. It is the one and only Steve Dangle. And Steve, thanks so much for doing this. We'll start with that. What's your read on Austin Matthews? I know you guys debated this on your show the other day. Well, uh, I just keep going by what uh cj says chris johnston um you know this shameless plug here on uh sdpn (laughs) with the the chris johnston show uh he's been convinced for a very long time that this is getting done um obviously you know the leafs firing their gm heading into the most uh important and volatile five six week period in the franchise's recent history uh seems like kind of not a recipe for success, um, but uh, he's convinced it's going to get done. Um, and I, I just want to know what he knows because on on the surface, yeah, if he doesn't sign in the next few weeks, you have no choice but to explore the idea of life without him. What's your uh, What's your blood pressure at these days, Steve? <laughs> so. Of all my health issues, uh, blood pressure is not one of them. And every time I go to the doctor and they say it's good, I go, really? <laughs> um, everything else, neck, back, shoulder, it's all, it's all screwed up. But, uh, but apparently the, uh, the, the, uh, the blood sugar and the blood pressure for some reason are always fine. 
You're very calm, and it's almost like you deserve to have like a strawberry daiquiri while you while you do this broadcast <laughs> and this uh, interview with us. I appreciate your time today, bud. I mean, so much has happened the last couple of weeks. I think we should start there. Team Dubis or Team Shanahan? What side are you on? Oh boy, I think there's lots of blame to go around. Um, I I what what I keep coming away with is it feels like. Uh, it feels like Shanahan gave Dubas the death penalty for like, uh, for like petty theft. You know what I mean? Like it, it it felt a little like an overreaction and it just feels like uh, adults should have been able to come to a resolution here where Dubas would have got millions of dollars anyway. And Brendan Shanahan would have had a general manager in place for this year's draft because even if they get true living, he's not going to be allowed to work the draft. Um, the potential of trading Nylander or locking him up, the potential of trading Marner, the potential of trading Matthews or locking him up. It's just such an important period. And even if they get their guy, he's not even going to be able to do the full job until after July 1st, when it might already be too late. So I, I guess if I had to pick a team, it's Dubas, but like, I don't really like either of those guys right now. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Cardi, you got a question? Yeah. So how, so looking at this with Shanahan now, you know, obviously you got to put some blame on him with the way things have gone down, but to the fan side, how do we sell this to the fans to keep this core? Like if you're moving together with this core and you're a fan at some point, you have to be like, something's got to change, right? I feel like I'm talking to my high school girlfriend, telling her I'm not going to go out and text her after Friday night and I end up calling her Sunday night, right? It seems like the same thing over and over and over again. And at some point, something has to change here, especially with the core four and what they have in the pipes. Like what what's the plan moving forward here? I, I keep coming back to Dubas had a plan that was to keep these guys together. We can and we will. And a big giant wrench got thrown into that plan. And that was COVID and the world stopped and the cap stopped going up. The keeping all those guys and giving them all that money was kind of contingent on where the Leafs were going to spend to the cap and the cap is going to continue to go up. When the cap stopped going up, he didn't adjust. And literally the moment, the week he committed to potentially trading one of those guys, he was fired. And then, again, CJ, Chris Johnston, comes out with the report that supposedly Shanahan uh, reached out to all the core guys and they left those conversations with the impressions that they're sticking around. So either the Leafs are going to do the definition of insanity uh, and do the same thing over and over and over again and try to expect a different result, or uh, one of these guys is going to end up moving and they're going to feel pretty betrayed because the president of the hockey team called them, reassured them, and then gassed them. Yeah, and and, and the one um, one example I like to bring up is uh, DeMar DeRozan, Masai Ujiri, and Kyle Lowry, where they're like, yeah, DeMar, you're going nowhere. Next thing you know, he's going to San Antonio. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard comes in and they win. And the other one, of course, is uh, Mark Bergevin and uh, P.K. Subban from a couple years ago. I would never trust anybody on their word in the sports world. And if they are, then you're pretty much an idiot. Um is there anybody who stands out for you, Steve, in terms of, you know, just that makes so much sense to be the GM of this team. But for me, like it, there really isn't anybody. I know Bradshaw Living has been linked since day one, but is there anybody who stands out for you to be this GM? 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I like the idea of Eric Tulski. Uh, I don't know how well that'll play in in the city because I, I think – you know, he's kind of billed as a numbers guy or an analytics guy. And I think the unfair thing is all guys who are like that think the exact same way about hockey. <laughs> and I just don't think that's true. I, I think what sets teams back uh, when they fire a GM is they have a GM. They they let him, you know, do his plan for years and years. Then as soon as they fire him, they try to go in exactly the opposite direction. So your new guy is going to spend the next year or two years trying to undo everything the previous guy did. I just don't think that's a path forward to success. Like the Leafs are reeling right now, but it's not like they suck. Like they're they're not, you know, yeah. in the lottery conversation. So if they go from a guy like Dubas to a guy like Tulski, who has a different background, he has, um, you know, a, a different hockey education, like he's coming up through the hurricane system and the Leafs like to play with the puck. The Hurricanes do a lot of, you know, playing without the puck and they just have a, a different style. And, and he's been part of that management group that's helped bring in new guys and new blood. And every time, you know, a good player becomes available, they go to, you know, one of half a dozen teams and the Hurricanes always seem to be involved in that. So I, I think he'd be a pretty good transition. And And Tre Living is so interesting because, I mean, the, the main point of support with him is, well, Calgary's ownership is so meddlesome that he wasn't allowed to really do his job. Meanwhile, we know anyone who comes to Toronto is going to have Shanahan and the board of MLSE breathing down their neck the whole time. So <laughs> it's it's weird to me that Living would even want this gig. Um, but here we are. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Carter, you got one last question, bud? Yeah. I, I think the the other one for me is right now, like, we lose Canberra's out. Spencer's gone. And now, like, what happens with Keith? Does he stay? Does he go? I know it's getting late. And again, we're they're handcuffed with the GM. And now you have a coach that's, you know, there's obviously a big question mark there. And I think it's something that, uh, you know, you look at Florida who changes coaches and, you know, they had one heck of a season last year. And now they're in the Stanley Cup final. 
You know, sometimes I think we overthink this whole hockey thing because the, the Panthers uh, spent less than 30% of the regular season in a playoff spot. And now here they are just wrecking shop. So, uh, like, I mean, was it smart? to hire Paul Maurice like at the moment no like there, there was getting rid of Andrew Brunette after he went I saw his record yesterday I think it was 51 18 and 6 and they gassed him are, are you kidding <laughs> because of one uh failed playoff round uh, and they bring in Paul Maurice they back into the playoffs because the Penguins choked arrest the Pittsburgh Penguins for choking on that game uh against Chicago so I know that's not quite answering your question. Sheldon Keefe's one of the winningest coaches uh, in by percentage in Maple Leafs history. And I think sometimes it's just good to get an, another set of eyes in there. Um, the unfortunate thing is one of the most ideal replacements for him. Uh, it sounds like he could be, you know, the Washington Capitals head coach by the end of the day. So, again... Again, here's another key decision for the Leafs where it's like, man, it'd be great if they had a GM right now <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I was going to leave with this and I, I texted uh, Elliot Friedman the other day to bring it up. The Leafs are to blame for this run for the Florida Panthers. I don't know if you recall this game. I'm pulling it up once again. It was oh, yeah. March 29th. It was a Wednesday. The Leafs were up 2-1 in that hockey game. I think they surrendered a power play goal with like 59 seconds left. And Brandon Montour wins it in OT. And that was Alex Lyon's first game in that run, man. It just the swing in points is so crazy in the regular season. To think the Florida Panthers might not even be here right now is crazy to me. It's it's just wild. Uh, There's so many games in the regular season. I want to say there was a giveaway in a game against Carolina as well in the regular season. And yesterday on the podcast, Mm -hmm. we we went back and looked at their series against Boston. They should have lost in five. Like how on (laughs) earth did, you know, you look at moments from game five and uh, they were losing in the third and they took a penalty in the third and they could have blown it. And game six was seven to five and, Marshan had a breakaway or something at the end of game five and they were losing with under 90 seconds to go in game seven. Again, like sometimes I think we maybe overthink this whole hockey thing and and we should just sit back and watch. And, and, you know, if you're running a team, here's the thing about the cats. They're a bunch of dogs. They just work harder than you. They want it more than you. Uh, just go out and get a bunch of psychos who are going to do any and everything <laughs> to win a hockey game and hope for the best. I feel That's like there's true. a potential. You stole that from friend of the show, Johnny Lazarus, but we'll leave it at that. Here's a positive what? note to leave on. Yeah, he's been saying that for a couple of weeks, buddy. He's been saying that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to put it on a shirt <laughs> yeah. immediately. I'm stealing it. Do it. Then you you own the rights. Uh, I'll leave you with this. The Golden Knights and Panthers, the past two NHL All-Star Game hosts are, the St- are in the Stanley Cup final. Who's hosted next year's All-Star Game, Steve? The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Let's so, go, I mean, baby. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Lock it in. Put it on a T-shirt, <laughs> Steve. Thank you so much for this, buddy. Thank you.
<laughs> He's the best man. Steve Dangle from the Steve uh, oh, yeah. Steve Dangle Podcast Network, uh, hockey YouTuber, just does it all, man. So passionate, and uh, I respect Steve for so many reasons, and call him a friend because I saw him from day one where he was to where he is now, building a fucking empire. It's really, really impressive, and we're trying to do the very same thing over at the Nation Network. So very appreciative of Steve and him hopping on, and uh, a lot to say, man. There's so much to chew on in Leafs Nation right now, Huts. It's nuts. Uh, first off, thanks, Dangle. I wish if I had his energy, I'd still be in the show. But uh, <laughs> I know it's a lot to take in, right? Like we, we, there's so many different elements, right? Like even we're talking about it, and we're like, you know. And he made a good point. It's like there's so many things that are so fragile in these situations where it's like, you know, their Panthers were barely in. So like at one point, you're thinking this Maurice hiring is horrible, and now all of a sudden, yeah. you know, I bring it up like it's a great thing. Um, we talk about, you know, if Pittsburgh wins, you know, we talk about Bobrovsky, we're talking about how bad that contract is. Now we're like, Bobrovsky's mm-hmm. going to win the Conn Smythe if they win the Cup. It's such a fragile league and it's so, oh, it's it's tough, but it's it's fun and it's the best sport in the world. And, and that's why we're here is to try to figure it out. But I good luck to the next GM of the Maple Leafs trying to figure out that mess. Oh. Too. Yeah, and Steve's so right. I mean, there's so many decisions that could be made right now if there was a GM in place. And uh, I actually don't mind them being very patient with this whole process because the last thing you want to do is make the wrong hire and set this team back five to seven years, especially with the players they have on this roster. Meantime, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So I talked about yesterday getting the train going right to start the week with our bets, we did so. We hammered Vegas at plus money. They destroyed, dismantled the Dallas Stars. I was stunned at that. And the fact that Dallas loses all four games in that series with their captain and wins both games when he was suspended, go figure. But we're going to try to go two for two this week. I'm going to look at some baseball tonight. Uh, I'm taking the Blue Jays run line plus one, 127 is the value you see on your screen for them to win more than by one, one and a half runs in this game. Toronto and Milwaukee, so you got Yusei Kikuchi. Your guess is as good as mine as to how this guy's going to come out. He's been a gas can for the most part since uh, you know joining the Blue Jays, but he's taken on Adrian Hauser. And I think another game the Blue Jays need. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are 28-25, leading their division right now. They're always a really good team the last couple of years, but I expect the Blue Jays to step up behind Kikuchi and deliver some offense because we all know they're going to need it. So give me the Blue Jays' run line tonight, Huts. Yeah, let's take it. I, it's time. It's it's kind of it's time for them to get going here. You know, it's been a tough go here, and you know, if the get, if sticks get going here, I think they're going to get behind yeah. them, and I think it'll be a big game. And and you know, they can put up runs quick in a hurry when they get going. Yeah, they're pissing me off this year. I won't lie. I know it's relatively <laughs> early, but fucking get cooking here, man. I want to see some October baseball. I want to see this team go on a run. It's just so hard to do it. In Major League Baseball, especially in that AL East, just a juggernaut division. You look at Tampa that start. The Yankees are always good. The Boston Red Sox love to spend. The Baltimore Orioles remind me a lot of the Leafs a couple of years ago where you have all these kids, you put them together, and they're eager to win in this league. And Adley Rutschman's been an absolute stud. So that's what I'm looking at tonight is the Blue Jays' run line in Milwaukee for the first of a uh, three-game set, I believe, with the Brewers. Let's look now at the chat. You guys are on fire as per usual. Uh, Jim Langdon writes in, very negative. No cups for Leafs, not happening. Okay, fine, if you say so. I'm going to elect to stay positive in this situation. Um, Sukjit Singh writes in, Kadri was the worst trade. He should have been the core. You know what? Looking back at it, uh, that was one of the things I look at in the Kyle Dubas era where it's like you traded Nazem Kadri. I know Kadri goes on to win a Stanley Cup, 
signs in Calgary, but they didn't do very well in that trade. Like the key cog was Tyson Berry, never really did well in Toronto. And, you know, Alex Kerfoot, his contract just ended. It doesn't sound like he's going to be returning. But that that's the risk you run as a GM. You're not going to win every trade, are you? No. And he's one of those guys. He is a playoff guy too, right? He's that meat and potatoes. Yeah. He kind of does it all. And he's a lot less flash. And, and those are guys that don't come along very often. And it definitely is one of those ones they lost out on. And it, and it kind of haunts him a bit. But it's what's done is done, right? I feel like that's sometimes our problem too with the Leafs. We're always talking about things that have gone. We have to live in the present. And, you know, this team isn't bad, right? It's not like we're last place. You know, they're right in it. And it's just a few key pieces here. You know, we could be sitting here talking about them next year, ready to play in the cup final. Man, I saw somebody post that uh, Morgan Rowley, no goal in game five that we thought crossed the line, but didn't on Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, to your point, man, that just like Leafs fans love to dwell on, on the past. You you got to move forward. There's got to be blame that goes somewhere. Like, that was the most disappointing part of this year coming to a, a conclusion was not so much losing, but the the finger point at the refs, you know, the, the goal. Te- like, I got to know oh. everywhere from where it should be. And that's the core four, man. You pay your star players the big money. They need to show up when it matters most. If they don't, they lose. That's pretty much what happened again this year. Yeah, I had a goalie coach in Nashville, Mitch Korn. I remember t- talking with this when Pekka was making $7 million and we were in a run where we didn't make the playoffs. Obviously, your trots got fired. We had a big game and I was playing well. And They're like, he's got to play. He's a big money guy. These guys are paid the big bucks to play in the big games, to win the big games, and this is why they make the big money. And you look back on it, you can't you can blame so many, you can tick that. But if you're making ten million dollars a year, you need to be the guy. And you know, again, you fall back on that. They they weren't when it mattered against Florida. Hey, how horned up with were you uh, that free agent year where Buffalo came knocking? You had a great year. Didn't you outperform Pecorine that year? Yeah, well, the the year I went to Buffalo was in my year in St. Louis. I did uh, two right. years yeah. in uh, – I, I played Pekka in my last year there. I played really well. That's, um, that's when I went to St. Louis, two-year deal. And then I – Jake Allen kind of struggled in St. Louis. And then I, I led the league that year with uh, save percentage and goals against. I don't know if you knew that. It's not really a big deal. I figured I would just No, I didn't, it, but. no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buffalo came. We had, uh, and then I threw my hat in the ring and tried to tried to be a starter, but realized I I couldn't hang playing fifty five a year, sixty a year. But we had a hell of a time doing it. Hutz, I can tell you this: there hasn't been a goalie in the last uh, twenty five fucking years I could stand in Buffalo. The last guy I think was Dominic Kashuk, <laughs> dude. It's been like I'm sorry to break it. That's where goal. That's a goaltending graveyard, man. Just look at the list of goalies that have run through there. And I watched Linus Allmark in two weeks in Nashville. Conveniently enough, is going to win a Vesna Trophy. But another guy they let piss away in Buffalo, dude. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. I, Linus was one of those guys. I knew he was good. I used to help him a lot off. He was more managing him off the ice. You know, he always had that crazy talent. I feel like I helped him mentor him a little bit. We we still talk a lot. Yeah. Man, was he good this year. It was fun to watch and he ran oh. away with that award. Yeah. You look at Buffalo too, just to close. Uh, Devin Levi got a bright future and uh, Uko Pekalukanen. I just hope they figure this thing out. I personally, even as somebody who covers the Leafs, I'd love to see Buffalo back in the mix for a playoff spot at the very least, man. It's the same shit every year. They start off piss poor, then they go on a run in the second half. They give people belief and then they shit on you once again. So for that uh, point of view, hopefully they get the goaltending, but it's it's been a long-ass time. So we'll leave it at that today. You're back in the mix for one more show coming up tomorrow. Let's hope we get some news on the GM front. It's been really, really quiet, but uh, great job today, buddy. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm settling in and enjoying myself, and uh, I guess I'll take the rest of the day off now. There you go. You've earned it. You're like in a Bobrovsky role right now, 11-1 and one in his last 12 games, and uh, that's the one thing I'm looking <laughs> forward to the most here in the Stanley Cup final is Sergei Bobrovsky against Aiden Hill. What a damn story. And uh, again, conveniently enough, a contract year for Aiden Hill, so somebody's going to overpay this guy big time coming up in free agency, but well-earned for him. Again, for Carter Hutton, I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Steve Dangle, producer Aaron. You're fantastic, as per usual. Everybody in the chat, bring in the heat once again. And we'll talk on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Take care. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.